Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we used to read and discuss Animorphs. And now that that's over, we read and discuss Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant's other works, like Endling and Everworld and Gone. We also just talk about whatever we want, like how to lead speak, or are bird butts just like your lap? What T.E.? New episodes go up on the 1st and 15th of each month. Join us on the, the Apple, Apple Grant, Grant Book Club. Club. <laughs> Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we used to read and discuss Animorphs. Okay, yeah, surely between both those, yeah. there's enough good to... Yeah, oh, I think yeah. I liked my second take more, so I'm glad we didn't I feel like one. I liked mine better too but i don't know i'm not sure because i questioned animorphs at the end and i wasn't sure I, that yeah was I, did, I did notice that where we used animorphs. to read animorphs it felt, it felt like i should question when i was reading the script that casey wrote it felt like there needed to be a question was, the, was that was it the exclamation point that made you think there should be a yes. question i know that can be very confusing sometimes where we used to read animorphs <laughs> I don't know how you guys show excitement, but for me, it's by questioning everything. <laughs> That's going to be your catchphrase when you're on the sitcom and you're the the mischievous child and they come downstairs and there's paint all over the kitchen and you just look at them and you're like, Animorphs! <laughs> okay, do we want to stop this and then start our episode? Or? Nah, no, let's just we roll just right little, into it. Yeah. Okay. And then you could just cut it out later. Cut it out. Yep. To the right now. To take it back now, y'all. One half this time. Two half this time. Charlie Brown. What is the Charlie Brown? The Is that what he says? Charlie Brown? Yeah. yeah. It's like the, the kicking one. Like the da 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 where they all oh. like, do like the kick their feet and like the hunch their <laughs> necks kind of thing. Oh, okay. Like the like, I can't do it. Yes. But precisely. Yeah, you're yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. Um, we went to do an escape room recently and it the group in front of us was doing the prison themed one. And Dance? so they had like a like the game master dressed up like a, a drill instructor kind of kind of thing, like like a warden. But he was kind of like yelling at him like a drill instructor, like that kind of thing. He's like, everybody get in line. He's like, now take one step forward. Now take one step back. And then he ended up doing the cha-cha slide like at some point just completely broken. And it made me so happy. It made me laugh so hard. I love that. Yeah, just this drill instructor guy just belonging <laughs> into it, making him do the job just like. It's amazing. Yeah, it's fun. What happened to instructional dances? They're like just at weddings now. Yeah. I think that I think that like people younger than us just inherently know how to do these things. Mm, that's who. Okay, we needed to be taught and told. Uh, I watched videos of them doing. Uh, what's it called slick back the slick back thing where it looks like their feet aren't touching the ground and i'm pretty much amazed at them levitating around in a circle and i was like how do you just how do you just do that how do you just i, I can barely walk like i'm lucky <laughs> to get where i'm going at a reasonable speed how do people it's because they how, taught us square dance? dancing in school and that was it and they're like square dancing is the only dancing they'll ever need to know <laughs> And then we found out it was like white supremacist propaganda or some <laughs> shit. Yes. <laughs> we should take it back. 
We should reclaim it from the the, the white supremacists. Oh, I thought we, we were doing do. another cha cha slide thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Take it back now, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what you didn't see was Alex just immediately jump up in her chair slide backwards. I was like, 100% <laughs> ready to do the cha-cha slide. I did my one hop, ready to take it back. No, I'm just saying we should reclaim square dancing. All right. I don't want it. I'm just kidding. I, we really should I was shouldn't. about to say, it's like, I yeah. would, except it's terrible and I don't want it. <laughs> I feel like uh, we should at least know how to do it, though, in case we ever need to reclaim it at a square dancing club. Like a, like a, like we're going to square dance? And somebody else is going to square dance, and they're just going to look at us and be like, "You got served." Yes, like that kind, like a square dance, like a battle. square dance off. Bring it on, a square, square dancing edition. <laughs> oh, and then we have to do like other, like slightly variant shapes, like rectangles, and be like, "This is how the kids do it. You're too stuck in your square ways, but there's a new shaping down." I like how you turned into Ben Stiller. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Zoolander. Like, what if I just left, like, swag of our shit around my small town? Yeah. Uh, when I bought Bob McHugh's book from Dragon Con, the, the, the Bob Marsh books um, from Bob McHugh uh, about the redneck meth wizards. There we Okay. Yes. Now yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, that was part of the deal is that he gave me extra free stickers. Hmm. But it was mandatory that one of those stickers end up somewhere that it's not supposed to be. Hell yes. Like, that was the reason he's like, I will give oh, you extra yeah. stickers. Here's the thing. So I sent a picture of where I put it, which I won't name right now. What? Because I don't want to incriminate myself. Were we present for that? Because I, I remember we were. Yes, we actually, were walking you were. to an establishment. Actually, yeah. Yes, we were. We were walking to an establishment. And you were like, In an I need to put this location. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yes. I love it. And so I made sure he got the picture of that. So I think it's only right that you hide swag in places. Did I tell you how I basically just made trash with our with our stuff on it? I've weaponized the trash to be marketing materials. Ooh. No. So I got a fuck ton of round horse girl stickers and a horse girl stamp to our link tree, if it'll nice. ever focus. Oh. And I put them all on the back of the stickers. So that when people peel it and throw their sticker trash on the ground, there's a yeah, link nice. to our link tree on it. That's a great idea. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it was just a pain in the ass to stamp all those fucking stickers. <laughs> it would have been more of a pain in the ass to write them by hand. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was so. not an option. <laughs> <laughs> but all of that is terrible. So let's talk about things that aren't terrible. Animorphs? Animorphs? <laughs> is it? It's like the the only way you can get me off of your nose blowing noise is to say something else that I uh, just <laughs> say something as to. equally unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even hard. I feel like I feel like there's like twice a day I say something that could be. It's just like where we we used to read animorphs is that what we did on this on did it we read so animorphs ago? did we read animorphs on this show <laughs> that was 100 years ago there's no way to know there's no way to know but we didn't read animorphs no we did not read anim animorphs <laughs> we instead wrote dogtown dogtown Catherine's new book, and it was an emotional oh roller coaster. 
Oh, she hurt me. Yeah, actually. So, to 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 give the listeners a peek behind the curtain, I, we do have a group chat, and in that group chat, Alex did say, "I don't know where she was in the middle of the book, but I assume she was in the middle of the book." She said, "Why are we reading this? It's so sad." <laughs> and I had already finished it, and I was like, "Just just get there, just get through. Just get there. It'll it'll be okay." Hug your dog. Yeah, I did. I did get up halfway through reading this book to get her a toy I remembered I had stashed in the cupboard for her at a time when I felt she would need this toy (laughs) but it wasn't when she needed this toy it was when I needed her to have this toy (laughs) let me go get her a brand new thing to have yeah she was fine she was bringing me pieces of chewed up stuffed animal that were soaking wet and dropping them in my lap while I was trying to read this book and I'm like one of those like ugh what why (laughs) So, uh, I we're gonna we're gonna recap this book, but there was a point towards the end of this book when I was like, Mm-mm, I can't do it, and I'll let you know where it was. It was a chapter title that I don't know if you remember late in the book. I don't want to say what the chapter title is right now. Was it Sycamore Avenue? Is that a spoiler? No, it was it was the uh, it was the title of chapter one twenty five. If you have the book in front of you. Yep. Yeah, and I was just like, mm. I can't. I cannot finish nope. this. I don't know why they chose that title other than to just... Be rude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was basically an attack on me. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to it when we get to the recap, which I guess I'll start now. Hell yeah. Okay. Puppies. This is going to be a quick recap. Okay. I wrote it on tiny pieces of paper. I don't think that makes it quicker. That just makes it smaller. It does make it quicker. It's how time works, Alex. Meet Chance, a three-legged dog who lives at Dogtown. Dogtown is like a humane society. Where did he lose a leg? Shut up. Dogtown is a shelter that has real dogs and robot dogs. He didn't want to talk about it at the time. That's why I said it like that. Just don't ask questions. We're just going to ride along in the book. Uh, Real dogs don't like robot dogs. Metalhead is a robot dog who probably should have been discarded but instead ended up in the first cage, which is the best spot. The real dogs thought that Geraldine, a St. Bernard, should have been in the first cage. She's a really nice dog who might end up on the list. You want to know about the list? Shut up. You don't want to talk about it. Alright? Metalhead is rude and just reads his manual all the time. That's how the book starts. Oh, it is. (laughs) That's the story. It's like, uh, how did I get three legs? I don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, you know what, bro? I get it. I wouldn't want to talk about it either. That's no problem. And I was losing my mind because I had a three-legged cat. And now we're reading about a three-legged dog. And Chance keeps going like, nobody wants a three-legged dog. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, absolutely. I would take a three-legged dog. Like, stop. stop. Like, I would never look at a three-legged dog and be like, no. Be like, of course, you have to come home with me. I want the busted one. <laughs> Every time they talked about, like, and nobody liked Geraldine either. Well, well, she was too big and she was too messy. I'm like, I'll take this giant messy dog. <laughs> My, I have so many dogs and they are not big and they are so messy. So, like, it's not avoidable. They're sweet baby angel monsters. Embrace the mess. It is worth it. The basement is where the underground pens are. It's harder to get adopted down there, 
And that's probably where Myrtlehead should be since he wasn't trying to get adopted. He wasn't doing any of the things that dogs do to get adopted. In fact, that's where he ended up. And Geraldine barked so much she got moved to cage 22. And then we meet Buster, a bounce back who has frequently returned. He's a golden retriever. He organized a group howl in support of Geraldine and got sent to the basement because of it. Metal Head decides that he wants to go home. Okay, I don't know where the fuck they're getting all these purebred dogs in this shelter. Like, I don't know. In my experience, like, you go, on, you go online and you, and you go to the shelter website and you see, like, oh, here's a purebred husky, here's a purebred German shepherd, here's a purebred whatever, whatever. Those dogs get adopted, like, way faster than the mutts. Yeah. I have no idea. Well, okay, Fury, I kind of know what she is but Keanu and Pip there's no there's no way to know we even thought about sending off for one of those dog DNA tests (laughs) then I'm like I don't know I don't know if I want the government to have their information Mm -hmm. if they ever you know get arrested later I don't know I don't know no I would love to know what kind of dogs Keanu and Pip they're from the same litter (gasps) even though they super don't look like it oh I didn't know that yeah yep Um, so it's like a two for one. You can get one tested and you know what the other one is too. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There you go. That's true. So it's a great That's savings. True. I think you should it go is. for it. Such yeah, a good deal. <laughs> I'm just I'll go to one of the people sites, like twenty three and me, and I'll send in my dog stuff and I'll see what comes back. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something's gone awry. <sighs> okay, and then we meet Mouse. Mouse is Chance's best friend, who is in fact a mouse. Uh, he lives in the basement, and Chance would give him food, and then the the mouse would come back for more food relatively fast. And Chance realized that he was feeding other mice. He had a whole family of mice in there. Uh, Chance used to live with Jesse and Professor Besser, which is really hard to say now that I say it out loud. Uh, and Mouse was the first creature to come down and hang out with Chance when he came to dog or when she came to Dogtown. Metalhead wants Mouse to help him leave. And there's a big poker game every Wednesday. Just, I don't know. Just a big poker game every just Wednesday. A big poker um, game every Wednesday. Just... It becomes important later. It's foreshadowing. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I put enough emphasis on that sentence. It does It does come up later, but it's just like this little throwaway line in my recap. Uh, a mouse used to come down and put a playing card in Chance's cage. So everybody thought of him as, or thought of her as being sort of a lucky dog. So that's how Chance got free roam of the place. Yeah. Also, everybody just assumed that Chance would not run away. Casey, you look stunned. Is that a Willy Wonka? That's uh-huh. a Willy Wonka. I I just made a connection that I missed. I, but it, it comes later. But it might just be a throwaway thing. Okay, what's that? Okay, didn't they say that Mouse's favorite book was Charlotte's Web? Yeah. I didn't make that connection until now. That's oh, very good. That's wonderful. That's oh. Also, I wonder. Oh, holy crap, Casey! You just springboarded something for me because Charlotte Charlotte's Web was like Catherine's favorite book when she was a kid. So I wonder if like Mouse is kind of like a self insert of her trying to use this book to springboard helping dogs in shelters oh, to give God. more of them chances. Oh no! <laughs> that's adorable. This is all adorable. I'm upset. fucking hell animorphs (laughs) it's the saddest one I had animorphs (laughs) 
next we find out about Reading Buddy Day. Reading Buddy Day is when kids come to read with the dogs, read to the dogs. Mr. Molinari is one of his favorite teacher who brought a student named Quinn, who never really found a book or a dog he liked. Chance tried to help, but it was Metalhead who he ended up wanting to hang out with. Metalhead had memorized the book Green Eggs and Ham and was able to recite it to Quinn, who went and got the book and was very excited by this. Why Green Eggs and Ham? Why not Green Eggs Why and Ham? Why so Green Eggs and Ham? Do you think in this world there's ever a chance that one kid found a dog? Damn it, I can't remember the dog's name. Metalhead? Crap, I had a whole bit lined up. Damn it. No, the kid was going to read... What was Jake's dog's name? Homer. Homer. Okay, so do you, now hold on. I'm going to restart my whole bit here. Okay. okay. Do you think there's a chance that one of these kids walks in, finds a dog named Homer, and ends up reading a copy of Animorphs to the dog named Homer in the Dogtown world? I 1,000% thought you were going to say the Iliad, which... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, hold on. I'm starting my bit all over again because I like that one better. Do you think there's a chance that there's a kid who walked in here, found a dog named Homer, and read him the Iliad, and this dog traveled through time and then wrote the Iliad under the name Homer? I hope so. Yeah. But I also want the side-by-side of Metalhead being like, Green eggs and ham, and everybody be like, oh my god, look at him go. And then the other one being like, I was lashed to the bow of my ship as the waves crashed. You know, okay, however, let's dog travel back in time, wrote the Iliad. This is some chi behavior. <gasps> yes. I, there was, okay, I immediately, when we met Metalhead and we had immediate hatred of Metalhead, I was like, it's the fucking chi. And then I was like, don't say that, Alex. <laughs> and of course. Nefarious <laughs> dogs doing weird shit? That sounds like chi behavior to me. <laughs> I can't I can't hear that as chi behavior. Every time you hear it I hear chi behavior. Chi behavior. <laughs> and I'm like, what's a chi be? It's what's a cute a anime guy. <laughs> I don't know what a behavior is, but I'm sure it's something. It's How when you say winter wrong in French, like real wrong. What is it? What is it right? Uh, like haver. It's like H I V E R. So haver. Same thing. Haver. Haver. Well, maybe maybe with a southern accent. Haver. Haver. Uh, oh no, that was a horrible noise. <laughs> my 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 announcing of haver. <laughs> Quinn is learning to read through this process, but. Buster ate green eggs and ham. Not the food, the book. Uh, Quinn got really upset by this and gets suspended. And turns out Buster did this to get at Metalhead for taking Geraldine's spot. Which sounds like like if if there was a beauty pageant and the contestants were trying to get back at each other, that's the sort of level that that sounds like. Buster, Tonya, Hardinger, him? Yes. yes. Oh yes. my god. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So vindictive for a dog. So vindictive, especially for a golden retriever. I felt attacked. Yeah. Yeah, but have you ever done anything vindictive, Tim? No, but I've been called a golden retriever, like, a lot. Yes, it is true. (laughs) Just 
dog runs around like ball 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 and then i'm like that's not fair and then i found the ball and i played with it for a half hour <laughs> i forgot about my troubles oh <laughs> love that uh there also one of the things that said right here like chance has these 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 isms that just she drops and i'm like that's that's amazing and it's just one of the things she says is there's no use giving airtime to nonsense and i was like what a great line and then i thought about it and i'm like i'm literally going on a podcast and i'm gonna say a whole bunch of nonsense because that's what I, i'm like that's all alex and casey do is give me airtime for nonsense i too am here for nonsense <laughs> yeah oh i'm like God. that's airtime for nonsense is like my brand that's a great podcast name too. It, it, oh, it really is. Let's change and, it. I know the the problem with saying great podcast names is that the minute you do it, Alex has another podcast. It's like a mm-hmm. it's like a spell you cast. Like I was like horse girls, and then all of a sudden it was there. Yeah, and it was a thing. A, yeah, yeah. Second later, we're all talking about MLMs and Tobias Maguire, and Tim's <laughs> like, "What the fuck happened here? <laughs> Where am I?" Okay, this would be a really great bit. I'm sorry, I have to point this out. This this would be a really great bit is to one day go to your podcasting friends, kidnap them, and make them start a podcast. And the whole premise is they have to be podcasting in a this is not my beautiful house, this is not my beautiful wife moment where they just have to do this podcast that they don't know what's going on, but they're trying to fit in as best they can. Oh my God. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. It's called airtime for nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this is what we do, right? Uh, There's like, we'll say there's five or six of us. Okay. Uh, All five or six of us. And and we make it like five or six episodes to start with, right? And we could have like a rotating cast later. But episode one, five of us know what we're talking about. Yes. And then there's Alex. Episode two, five of us know what's going on, and then there's Casey. <laughs> yes. Right? And then we do all of those, and then we eventually change out the cast once again. But I think that would be so much fun to just individually plan. That would be so fucking good. <laughs> that, oh man, that would also fill that niche that we have where we're like, oh, we have such a good idea, but we like can't do it. We don't have time for this. Yeah. So there's not like, yeah. it's not a long one. That would be amazing. We should do this. <laughs> Five people eulogizing their living best friends <laughs> and then not telling the sixth person what the, the bit is. Tim, that would be so good, though. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Okay, so that one can't... We have to all be in on that one. That one can't be yes. ours. We've planned this one. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah. this one, we are all in on the bit, and we'll, we'll choose two more to come in on the bit with us. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it's called Airtime for Nonsense. Airtime for Nonsense. And it's amazing. That's so good. It's so good. Oh, I gotta go mm-hmm. I gotta go get Jenna like right now. <laughs> so good. Oh my god. I can't wait. Metalhead wants a leash and Mouse's help escaping. Chance wants Metalhead to stay for Quinn. Geraldine is on the top of the list. You wanna know about the list? Shut up. Uh, Metalhead has a plan to help Geraldine if Chance and Mouse help him escape. His plan is for a tail out, which is actually kind of a really cool idea. Uh, Every dog basically just ignores all the people whenever they come in 
or they growl at them, except for Geraldine, who is a sweet baby angel. And the plan works because there's this really aggressive bully grandmother who comes in right before closing and takes Geraldine. I love that grandmother so much. I loved her so much. I was like, this is who I want to be. Yeah. (laughs) I was getting so pissed at, I think it was front desk. Yes. It's like, we're about to close. You have to leave. And I'm like, this dog is about to die. Let her get adopted, you fuck. Mm -hmm. Even if it like, even if it wasn't important, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not uh, something that has to to do with dog death. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it was just like, we're selling bananas. And somebody comes in and they're like, hey, I want to buy a banana. And you're like, man, we're going to close soon. I'd be like, I hate you. Like, stop it. Sell the bananas. That's the one thing you're supposed to do. You're supposed to save dogs. Like, your job is important. It's super important. Let them adopt the dog. Yeah, right? I'm so mad about this. Also, like, especially when they're, like, coming in for the dog that is about to be euthanized, it really feels like you would extra be there for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't care if you have a party to go to or some other kind of event that you have to get to and you have to leave your job. No, you fucking adopt out that dog. It's going to take you, what, 30 minutes? tops like if that and it's amazing how often like the people that work at dogtown are just like whatever i'm not paying attention and these dogs are just coming and going as they please like it happens like multiple times in this book like dogs just walk right out dogs walk right in yeah that's there's another point i want to make we haven't gotten there yet in the recap but like Okay, I'm just going to bring it up now, and I'm sorry. Spoilers for minutes from now, I swear. (laughs) If you know you have dogs that are loose around the facility, why are you propping doors open that lead to the outside? Oh, my God. And it's like, your argument is like, oh, that dog's got three legs. It's still going to go outside. Like, I don't, yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? I used to work at a doggy daycare, and there were several people that worked with me that would not close gates after they left. And it was like, that is a criminal offense when you work here. You always close the gate and you make sure the gate is latched or else you're going to have fucking dogs everywhere where they're not supposed to be. You maniacs. Let me, let me tell you, I have read so many horse girl books. Nothing good comes from leaving the gate open. Nope. Never, Never. once has any been like, man, I'm real glad I left that gate open. No. It sometimes ends in death. Like, Many times. stop it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm still working on getting my horse girl degree, but at least I learned that. Yeah, it's the uh, most important thing. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Animals are not equipped to live in the world that we have forcibly built around them. So, we need Including to- me. I am animals. I mean... Don't leave my gates But, open. like, yes... Also, like, at a school with children that's next to a road. Don't leave the gate. Like, gates were built because things needed to be contained. Jurassic Park is a direct (laughs) about why you don't leave gates open. No, no. Wait a minute. I love love the fact that you said children and then went to Jurassic Park because you knew what we would say if you went straight to Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had to, like, raise the stakes. I did. I had to be like, what's something that people can relate to? And then what do I care about? (laughs) Gates are important. Mm-hmm. Close them. Yeah. But gatekeeping is rude. Yeah. Now, see, this is further proof that life is confusing, though. Gate closing is good. Gatekeeping is bad. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because gate closing is just about keeping the ideas in a spot where you can access them if you need to, whereas gatekeeping is not letting people access the things. Yeah, but we need to, the phrases are too close. Like, there's going to be times in my life when somebody's like, hey, close that gate, and I'm going to be like, I'm not doing that. I know better than to do that. I, everybody's allowed to like what they want. They'll be like, that's not what I said. I didn't say keep that gate. I said close that gate. And I know it's going to, the, the the horses will all have run out of the gate because I was trying to parse out whether you said gate keep or gate close. So I need some variation. Metalhead puts his plan into action. He's planning to find his human Jimmy. Chancey sees himself on a lost dog poster and runs outside. But it wasn't a log- lost dog poster at all. The door shuts and Chance and Mouse are stuck outside. They decide to go with Metalhead. They find Metalhead's house and break in through the garage and have a cheese feast. This was this, Alex. It won me over. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Chance was all like, if you want to be a dog's or a mouse best friend, just give us cheese. And I'm like, or an Alex. Can I tell you I... what happened right before I read this as well? Is So... I was hanging out with Kaylee. We were reading a book and Scott was there and I said, Scott, he was right opening the fridge to get water. I said, can you get us a cheese snack? Because we have little like snacking cheeses, not baby bell, but similar in concept. Scott thought, I'm going to hand this to Kaylee and tell her to take it to Alex. And he did sure hand it to her, but she being a dog who I shared cheese with on the regular did not bring it to me. She immediately took it, still wrapped, to her bed. And I was like, Scott, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? <laughs> Sir. Son, anyways, I opened it and we split it, but like still. So, so often I go downstairs in the morning and I open the door to the garage and there's an Alex in my fridge just eating my cheese. And all his <laughs> cheese. Yeah, and I'm all like, get out of here. And they're all like. <laughs> <laughs> Takes out the broom and like sweeps it at me a few times. (laughs) (laughs) You little feral cheese monster. You have to find humane Alex traps. (laughs) I think blue Alex traps would be funnier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Alex's hand stuck to a glue board. (laughs) (laughs) Just walk around Tim's house like, hey. told you to stay out of my cheese this is like oh. a joanna's eggs moment <laughs> Tim's trying to prepare like taco meal and i'm just like crawling up one side of the counter grabbing a handful of cheese and then he slams the thing like looking around like did she take my cheese again <laughs> it's not alex cheese just, alex is a cheese goblin mm-hmm. she lives in my creepy attic's place and just it just comes down and they did uh I, I was at a grocery store uh a day or two ago and they had built a snowman out of cheese wheels so i had to share that picture with alex because i was like i'm surprised that alex has not built one of these in her house wouldn't last long enough yeah (laughs) just just builds a cheese snowman then immediately vampires him (laughs) (laughs) just looks at the cheese snowman now you are one of us stay out of the sun tasty a cheese man Stinky cheese man. Alex was built by a cheese snowman. That's how she became a cheese pyre. What is the Frosty lore behind the cheese snowman? Like, Frosty has his magic hat, but like, what is, what brings the cheese man to life? Hmm. That's a good question. 
I would assume it'd be the magic hat. They just put it on cheese instead of snow, right? What mm-hmm. if it is Frosty? What if Frosty takes on the form of whatever you put the hat on? Oh my god! Like his his spirit essence is in the hat, and then he just like assumes yeah. the form. So if you put him on like a trash bag, he'd be a trash Frosty. Okay. A trashy. I you went such a different place than I did. Okay. Mm, I'm so scared. So Jimmy comes out and sees Metalhead and decides he's too old for him. Also, Jimmy is the worst. Metalhead is put in the trunk because Jimmy wants him donated. Chance decides he has to get him out, or she has to get him out. I don't know why I'm having such a hang-up with that. I immediately associated Chance with boy dog name, and I don't know why. Yeah. Like I don't know if Homeward there was like a movie. Thing. It, Homeward Bound? Okay. So Mouse and Chance get in. And they have to turn Metalhead back on, but he's robot depressed because of Jimmy's rejection. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and go into this. Okay. In order to make Metalhead feel better, Chance has to tell her story, and I hate it. I hate every bit of it. Her owners go on sabbatical, which means they're going to be gone for a while, right? Dogs don't understand that. Um, And they leave chance with some people and we're gonna have to talk about these people but they're the little worst people that have ever happened in a novel ever um this dog sitter and her boyfriend boyfriend shows up dog sitter there's a fight with some salami so chance tries to get the salami uh dog sitter's like hey that's my salami you live outside now uh and then the the dog sitter's boyfriend drives and slides on the truck and chance is walking nearby and then that's how three legs then the dog sitter comes up with a story about how Chance runs away because they don't want to turn, let the, the owners know that the dog only has three legs. Um, and so Chance, while the boyfriend is trying to do something to get rid of the dog, Chance realizes I got to run away right now. And I hated every bit of that story. And also, did you notice the description of the dog sitter? No. The, 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 the okay. smell, but not yeah, did anything you, do you remember? Do you remember what she smelled like? Uh, cherry and chlorine bleach yeah chlorine yeah it was chlorine and cough syrup and uh oh, bleach was the other thing was that she, was used to describe it was she doing the drugs i think so she has to be a meth like okay she has to be making meth like that's the only thing i can come up with right yeah right so this is just the literal worst humans oh my god yeah and I'm like, how did you decide to leave your dog with this person? Like, wait, that's, did you did you vet this person at all? That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. that's. Mm. You're like, hey, I gotta go out of the country. Hey, what about those meth dealers that live in the you know the trailer down by the the like? Stop it. What? I don't know. Was Get this a professional like... or take your dog with you. Yeah. There, there's got to be a Yelp review of this person if this person has ever watched a dog before i mean right? maybe this was like one of professor besser's students or something i don't know like it's no like way one of those like my daughter's really responsible and you're like uh, yeah that's probably what it was yeah that's probably what it was but anyway i hate awful. them yeah i hate them like like if viscer three were to sit down in front of me and we were to sit across from this person even viscer three would be like well that person's trash gotta go and be like you know what Viscer three right He'd just behead him. He'd be like, I have no yeah. time for this. <laughs> Maybe I'd, he didn't I'd trust high... them to clean up their lives. <laughs> I'd high five his tail blade, and that would probably end bad for me. Yeah. Yeah, I hated that. Fucking I worst. hated that part. God. 
And I was, I'm guessing that's the part where Alex texted me, like, why are we reading this book? This is so sad. And I'm like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably. Uh, emotional roller coaster. So after Chance tells her story, Chance convinces Metalhead to go back to Dogtown because of Quinn. Uh, when Jimmy's mom shows up, uh-oh, the truck have started to move, which is a really funny joke if you ever played video games in the 80s. I'll leave that for the older folk. <laughs> They're out of the donation box, though, when the mom comes to take the donation box. It was from Metal Gear. They had just really bad grammar in that game. Solid snake. He was in the back of a truck. And, uh-oh, the truck have started to move. <laughs> um, so, but while they're digging around the donation box, they find a copy of Green Eggs in Ham. Awesome, right? Uh, they break out and they head for Dogtown. Uh, MH, or Metalhead needs a charge because he's running low. And so they're going to break into a fish market. And then I think they end up breaking into a furniture store. Only Chance gets left outside, but then eventually makes it in. So it's okay. Through a series of Home Alone traps. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's very Home Alone. Uh, Chance finally makes it inside and has a warm night's sleep. The next day, they walk back into Dogtown with green eggs and ham like heroes. Uh, Chance, however, no longer has run of the place because... She did break out. Uh, Bear is now the new lucky poker dog, which, screw Bear. Screw Bear. I was so mad at Bear at the end of this. And then he's a tattletale on top of everything else. Yeah, seriously. Fucking narc. Fucking narc Uh, beagle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Quinn and Metalhead are back together, which is great for reading time. Uh, Chance does get back out of her crate, though, because they have a big influx of dogs, so they're going to need the space. So that gives Chance a time or an opportunity to break out. And Metalhead does say that he'll look after Mouse, which is great. Right. Okay. So then Chance walks right out of the place and heads home and it's cold. And then eventually does make it back to her home, but there's nobody there. The snow isn't shoveled. Uh, nothing. Right. And then for some reason, Catherine, I'm looking at you. There is a title of a chapter that comes up that is just, the great dog park in the sky. And at that point, I'm like, I can't. I can't do it. If that's how this book is going to turn, I cannot finish this book. Mm-hmm. But I did. I pressed on. And I'm glad I did because that was just a red herring for me. Because I wasn't emotional enough unless, at this point in the story. Unless. No, don't no! you dare. Don't you dare, Alex. Alex. No. Don't you dare, you monster. No. no. I know what you're about to do. How and could don't you do, do it. this? Don't it's the do name it. of the chapter, and it's the no. Oh no, no. It's a I... chapter where she's left outside in the snow overnight. Fuck okay. me. Listen, I hate it because it makes more sense. Okay, but I don't want to live in that world. Oh god, I didn't even think about it. Fuck, I didn't even think about it. How could you do this? Why have you to me? done this, Alex? This book had such a happy ending until you. Yeah, where the delivery man after a year, the same UPS man, remembered exactly how she liked to be scratched and her family came back. Oh, no. It never occurred to me. Oh, no. I was like, this is a children's book. They would never do something like that. No, you know what? You know what? Didn't even think of it. You know what? They wrote it in a way that the children wouldn't understand it because I didn't understand it. And I am a child. (laughs) So this is probably... 
God damn it. Oh. Okay, if you haven't read the book, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you how it ends. I'm just going to say <laughs> it has a happy ending, but it has a happy ending after a chapter that was just the great dog park in the sky. So now Alex is trying to convince me. I'm not trying to convince this you. Was that oh. dog. Oh. I want it. I want it. I want it to be. She wakes up on the porch and the UPS guy comes. He remembers exactly how she likes her ears scratched. And then her family pulls up and it's her. And she jumps down off the porch and they see her. And they're so excited that she's back. They don't even care about her leg. And she has her wonderful night's sleep on the bed with the blueberry pancake smell. And everything's wonderful. So that's what happens on the page in the story. That's but what now, I want. Because Alex hates me. <laughs> oh my god, it never occurred to me. Oh it just I thought it was just a little thing they did to get you like Damn it! Oh, oh, oh no. It could be just a thing that they did just to get you. The fact that it's even open to interpretation is infuriating. <laughs> I know, I know it, it sort of I know and it sort of answers the question, doesn't oh. it? Catherine at, at Catherine and Jenny. No, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Like, I don't want to know the truth. Like, I, no. Did Michael Grant write the last two chapters? <laughs> yes, <laughs> <No>. he did. <laughs> that bastard. One day, he's going to find out all the times that I have blamed him for everything that was hard to read ever. And that, like, oh. Catherine just gets a pass on everything. <laughs> she would never do it to Fucking us. Fucking hell. Oh, man. Oh, my God. So it's such a, like... All right, so, like, I will say, like, I enjoyed this book a lot. Like, except for the trauma of what Alex just did to me. Um, <laughs> but it's a really neat way to write a book. Because for, like, a younger reader, which this is a great book for young readers. Like, obviously, that's who it's targeted for. But, like, it's a way for a younger reader to feel accomplished. Like, they just read a whole novel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not a lot of reading, but it's a lot of pages to make like an accomplished thing and so i love the way that that's written it's interesting though to think about that how like if i'm a beginning reader and i just take the words on the page then it has a happy ending like tim but if i'm like an advanced reader like alex then it has like this like darker ending (laughs) built into it so it's almost like it like the book reads with your reading level Mm mm-hmm well, not I shouldn't say the book does because it is it's like a it's like a children's book, but like the story goes with your reading level. If I had never read Animorphs, I would have read it the same way that you did, Tim. Because why would you expect anything for this? But Chance gets to go home. But like I super never expected that. I never once thought that it was going to have a good ending, and so when it did, I was so pleasantly surprised. Mm. Denial. Right up until now. Denial. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It just never entered my brain that that could have been what happened. I don't know what that says about me. Mm. Oh, man. I like how Alex didn't even, you didn't even finish your sentence <laughs> before Tim and I were like, oh, no, <laughs> because you're right. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, I don't I don't want it to be that. I want it to be the happy like mm-hmm. homeward bound kind of ending thing. 
It's just that they did mention earlier in the book the old woman that went to the great big dog park in the sky, and that's why her little dog had to go to the to the pound. Yeah. yeah. And so it was just, it's just, why wouldn't that be the title of that chapter? Unless we were taught something earlier and it came back to haunt us. So since I've met Alex, I have read a lot of books. And a a lot of those books have had some crazy twists and turns and and we've ended up in some weird spots. I have never been so emotionally shaken by a book days after I finished it. As of right now, right now, right in this moment, that went from this happy, uplifting book <laughs> to trauma. I I genuinely feel really, really awful right now. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no, I, it's not. It's one hundred percent not your fault that I am. What's another word for stupid that doesn't sound as bad? Uh, that I'm a. You know what? Hold on. It's not your fault that I'm a golden retriever. Yeah, it's golden retriever energy. <laughs> yeah, okay? yeah, that's exactly what it is. It is not your fault that uh, that I can't always get the things that are put it's right before me. Still very open to interpretation. I feel like, like i I don't think I don't think it you know has what? to be read the I, sad way. I I agree with you that it doesn't. I just hate it that your sad way makes more sense than my happy way (laughs) like if we look at it logically one of these things makes more sense than the other but i do i do and i like i said i i stand by that that i think if you're this is a great book for a beginning reader and they're gonna get that happy ending out of it and maybe if somebody who's a little bit more advanced gets a hold of it maybe they'll maybe it'll add to the story a little bit to have that open-ended ending this entire book was honestly an emotional beatdown. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. And I like so, Catherine. The other Catherine books that I've read that have been geared towards younger readers, they don't. They have like an honesty to them, in that they don't try to give you the trope happy ending, but it does try to give you something uplifting. So I did not think for one minute that this was going to have a happy ending. I did not. Same. Uh, you know, it was going to have a real ending, and we were going to find the positive in that real ending. And I guess that's what we got. And oh. that holds true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What what te? Yeah, that's all I can. What te? I mean, if it helps maybe they never came back for chance because they died and the whole thing was they met in some sort of afterlife how how does it get worse i know how did she like i think she was trying to help us keiki (laughs) we went the opposite direction (laughs) (laughs) don't worry it's because we're all gonna die you know what if it makes you feel any better, maybe Adam Driver flew by again and bumped some meters and killed everybody, and the whole planet just got wiped out. Maybe everybody but the robot dogs got wiped out, and that's why we had to leave <laughs> Metalhead. Oh. Is, that the, is that how you get chi? Oh, no. Oh, that no. That is how you get chi. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. We're reading <laughs> the destruction by the howlers from the perspective of the Bebelites. <laughs> it's all connected. We've done it. We've literally connected like every single <laughs> Apple <Grant> property <laughs> to Animorphs. 
Without meaning to, I feel like. <laughs> I didn't mean to when we started, but here we are. <laughs> Catherine's going to hear that and be like, will y'all knock it off, please? please. <laughs> it's, not, it's not all Animorphs. And then Alex is going to look at her and go, Animorphs? <laughs> oh, so, this is my first recap. It was great. Did you and enjoy it? I did, but I feel like I fell way short. Like, people are going to be like, where's the rest of my Animorphs Anonymous content? You a jerk. It took you, like, 12 minutes to recap that book. I'm going to be like, it's a shorter book. It's not fair. It's a shorter book. It's a shorter book. It's a shorter book. shorter yeah. book. And it was so emotionally distressing. The entire <laughs> it was. See, it wasn't. And when I was it first. It is now. You did this to Steph, too. Do, I did, the horse and I don't remember do, what. Oh, I don't the blind was horse. That, yes, yeah. that's what it was. So when Steph came on Horse Girls, we read The Red Pony, which was a collection of short stories. And we had this exact same moment because we were like, hey, this blind pony just didn't show up again. And Alex was like, yeah, that's because it was dead. And then explained like why that horse was dead. Okay, to be fair, what happened... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, was <laughs> they just said that the horse was born with with blue eyes, and yeah, it that's was, what it was. And they that's had to like the mare had died while giving birth, so they had to cut the baby out, and so like there was like no colostrum, like and with the medical advances they had at the time, the book was written. I was like, oh yeah, well the horse died. It was a blind foal that was like, like it, all the signs were too. It was premature and it wasn't fully developed. It wouldn't have survived in the world. And Steph, who had waited thirty years. To recap, not three days, Tim, 30 years she had lived with this. I was like, yeah, well, it died because it was born blind and it couldn't survive. And she goes, what? <laughs> I thought a perfectly like, obvious thing. Nope. I was right there with Steph, too, because I was like, I don't know what blue eyes in a horse means. So we're just happy it rolling right along. It always mean that, but it was the way that it was written. <laughs> and apparently Jenna and Alex just got this right away. And me and Steph were both like, Wait, huh? <laughs> oh no! So I'm, I'm immediately sorry. gonna message. I'm gonna message Steph and tell her that you got me again. This one for me was worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. There's something powerful about going out on your own terms, though, right? Yeah. Uh. Yeah didn't stay in the safe area went and tried to do the you know what no <laughs> the dog got home and it found his family that's all yeah that's all yeah that's where we're leaving this yep and don't let us and our monstrous interpretations of this story keep you from giving this to kids i do think it's a really good like it'd be a really good gift for a kid it w yeah. it would be or honestly yeah. anyone like yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone who loves dogs, this is a yeah. harrowing journey, but it is a very good book. <sighs> I get I get so mad. Like it, this book was like the thing that makes me so mad. Like it was like, you know, the the little dog got dropped off when her owner died because none of the family wanted to take care of this dog that had only ever been in a stroller and slept on silk pillows and being dressed up. Like I don't love parts of that, but the fact that this dog was taken care of and nobody in their life would take care of it or like somebody adopts a dog and then they like bark too much and like yeah. that shit gets me. Like I don't I can't comprehend doing 
anything i you know what i can comprehend if you have a dog you bring it into a home with your other dogs and there's something that you just couldn't yeah, anticipate yeah. behaviorally and you have to responsibly rehome them mm-hmm. i can understand that but like the shit that's like just like oh i don't i don't get it mm-hmm. i don't understand so i have a small army of dogs living in my house lucky and i i can tell you that if Adam Driver was to bump a meter and that meter was to land straight on my head and I was not, like, my dogs needed to... I'm 100% certain that the people around me would make sure that the dogs are taken care of. Like, I... Yep. Probably more so than, like, my own funeral arrangements or whatever. The dogs would be first, Tim would be (laughs) further down the list. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm not... That is not a fear that I have right now. And that's, that's fortunate. Yeah, I know of multiple people who I might not even have to die before they drive to my house and take my dog. <laughs> if it's me, he's talking about me. It's also Jenna. Um, yeah, the guy who lived in a trailer with his seventeen dogs or eighteen dogs, Ugh. and then had to go live with another family member, and they said you can bring one. Could you imagine having eighteen dogs and they're like, you can bring one? I, I like, how do you even pick? I can't imagine having 18 dogs. Yeah, I can't imagine. You're a hoarder at that point. Like, yeah. But yeah, that, yeah. Unrelated story that I just thought about. This has nothing to do with the book or anything else, but I did want to say something about it. We had an Animorphs Anonymous Secret Santa Mm -hmm. uh, gift exchange this year. Um, I did get a really cool present. It was some cryptid socks and cryptid stickers, and it was really awesome, right? And then I get a message from a person who says, I am not admitting to being your secret Santa, but I did forget to change your address off of the the shipping list when I made my next order. <laughs> um, I did, if that person is listening to this episode, I did want to say that Jenna really appreciated and enjoyed everything that you got from Amazon. <laughs> she was like, this person has really good taste, so I'm going to use every bit of this. <laughs> oh my god! What did they get? Uh, some shampoo. It looks like some gift candies and and some snack mix, like that kind of just Amazing. normal purchases. <laughs> Shit is like I'll put all of this to good use. Oh my god! I did tell them that I would mail it forward, but they said that uh, they did get a refund. They said just keep it, and I'm like, oh okay. But I did want that person to know that that Jenna was very pleased with all of your purchases. <laughs> Please do all of my shopping for me. <laughs> that's incredible. That, yeah. That's a good grift, though. Right? I don't know how you get somebody to set your address on all of their purchases, but I like it. This Actually, is- I've seen Alex purchase most things. Like, we ended up with three bats and a bunch of extra tickets to some stuff. Like, I'm sure that this could actually happen. I'm sure it's happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> That being said, I don't normally send things to the wrong address other than I do forget every time we're preparing for Dragon Con that you guys live there. <laughs> so I do always send it to me. But that's like, I know I'm sending it to me. I've just done a dumb thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, with me, it's mostly, hey, sorry, we're accidentally thick with bats. And I hope we're all cool with that. <laughs> thick with bats. <laughs> Yeah, that did come up several times when it was like, hey, I ordered a thing. It'll be at my house sometimes. And I was like, hey, or Jenna was like, you know, we're, we're here. You could just have it sit here. Every and time. You won't have to. 
Yeah. Every time. And I said, I remember to send one thing to you guys. And I was so <laughs> proud of myself. Then the very next thing I ordered, I sent it to me. Oh my God. And there was literally times I was sending shit to me and then shipping it to you ahead of yeah. drinking. I'm like, what <laughs> am I doing? Daddy Bezos can pay for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, this one was, I that one in particular was the custom trophy. So it was not from Amazon. It was from okay. a reputable trophy maker. Reputable. I don't know what the reputable, but they did give a trophy and it said what we wanted it to say. So okay. it was really cool. It was a very cool trophy. And that's when I learned mm-hmm. you could just buy trophies. I feel like I deserved this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good book. I liked it. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's a very good book. Oh, this was I... a really, really good book. Okay. I, my favorite page, though, is page 260. And it says, I was a dog who could read and had a mouse as a friend. A book and a friend. What could be better than that? <laughs> and I was like, oh. That's how I feel about this podcast. Like a book of friends. It says, didn't I tell you three legs were lucky? Three friends? That's lucky too. That's what made me think of the podcast. So like, Casey had one about books and friends and I had one about friends and Alex murdered us all. I ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I hate the idea that you actually feel bad about it, though. Yeah, you I genuinely not. do. Yeah. I genuinely yeah, you should, really you should not. No. You should not. We could have had our Doctor Who just this once. Everybody lives. <laughs> Look, it, but it's like don't shoot the messenger, you know? Yeah, that's what Catherine I'm saying. Like, and, and Miss Jennifer Jennifer Tildenko. You can wrote never. It. You can never feel bad for making me think more yeah. about anything. Adding nuance. Because I I don't. Also, did you not think it was weird when the dog said nuance? Like, I, I don't I know, thought it caught me was, off guard. I was like, whoa, that's a big word for, for this <laughs> level of book. I like, like it. It's like, do dogs really understand nuance? Wait, do I understand nuance? Like, I'm not sure. But uh, Well, you are a golden retriever, so. That's fair. Fair. I'm not the audience. No, yeah, you should never you should never feel bad for making me think critically of things because I like to take them at face value so often. And we've had that conversation on the 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 podcast before about how I like to I like to surface level things and then usually it's Casey who helps me find the yeah. deeper meaning and stuff. This one so. flew over my head. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's fine." Sometimes it's just, just there's things that you want to hear and then yeah. Things that you need to hear. <laughs> no one needs to hear it. No. It's, it's, it's not the Alex that we deserve. It's the Alex <laughs> we need right now. I just think that over time, having having interacted with Catherine and Michael in the ways that I have, that I just vibe more with the violence of Michael. When- <laughs> That's not to say it is not present in Catherine and that I I will not gravitate towards it when she wrecks me. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, it's that, you know, it's the meme with the two, the, the couple walking, but the guys turned around to look at the other girl. Yeah. Like, that's what it's going to be. It's just going to be me and Casey walking away. Oh, Michael Grant violence <laughs> <laughs> with Alex's face. <laughs> 
now I'm headed down this really dark path and I don't want to, I don't want to say more things about this book. No, no, no. You got it now. Come on. If there's more, if there's more to be had, I have to Come have on. it. Well, like, it's just that where, where does Chance become the unreliable narrator from the top of the list? Because is it when he's taken out of the cage? Did Chance ever have the chance to escape or was the cold of the snow? Okay. I, I feel like, like. If we're going with the what fits the best model, it is. It's right there where it was very obviously placed in the title, and I chose to not yeah, understand it. That's what I would like. That's yeah, what I would very I, much like. I, I feel like that's that's where it, it happened. I am shook. How and like who does that though, right? Like who goes on a podcast and was like, I don't know why they named the di- the chapter this. Well, it's because you're an idiot, Tim. Like that's why. I think sometimes you just need to say the thing out loud to comprehend <laughs> the the absolute meaning yeah. of it. Like yeah, because there's no world in which you like read that and you're like, I'd like to find the dark undertones in this wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that's the first time you've said that sentence. There is no, you'll never convince me you haven't started a book before and be like, dark undertones. And then open green eggs and ham. Be like, you're a weird five-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I have to know though, because for some reason, Dr. Seuss and Muppets are very close in my head. How do we feel about Dr. Seuss books? Not Dr. Seuss himself, Dr. Seuss books. So I I honestly don't know, just in regards to that last little bit you said, I don't know anything about Dr. Seuss. I've like heard grumblings like he apparently wasn't a great person, but I don't know anything about the person. Um, Dr. Seuss books, like, I don't know, it's kind of like been like a staple of growing up, you know? But do you like um, them? Like, you have to go out to the store and buy five books for a small child. Yes, they are on the list. Okay. Yes. No, I will not. There are many <laughs> other books that I could get for this child. Dogtown's going to be one of them, henceforth. And Otter. Okay, how small is this small child? I'm yeah, assuming we're talking like... the age range. <laughs> yeah, just like probably hasn't even started reading yet, was what I thought. Uh, like... They need a starter, starter. Yeah, book. and that's that's what I was thinking about. These are the the skill level is that's sort of universal. That's fair. I think I just love starting all children in the same category. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so, eh, they don't know the words. There's pictures in it. They'll figure it yeah. out. It's like every kid below fifteen and Tim because he's at that same comprehension <laughs> level. I, I can tell you what books I bought recently for a, uh, oh God, she would have been one and a half, maybe. maybe one. Yeah. I can tell you what books I bought for her. I and it was uh, Star Wars Lullaby. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that one. Um, and then I got her one that was not Dr. Seuss. It just had lots of fluffy things to pet and scaly things to touch. And like, mm-hmm. you know, one of those mm-hmm. kind of books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then a pop-up book with more dinosaurs in it. Hell nice. yeah. Yeah, these are good choices. Yeah, they were not Dr. Seuss, though. And then, like, I did walk past Animorphs and think, like, I could make an investment in her future. <laughs> so, like, above five or six, but below 
12 or 13. I usually try to force the Animorphs graphic novel and time Same. shifters on them. Yep. Same. That's typically my, my go-to. I'll also do like an otter or a wish tree or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And now Dogtown. Um, probably won't be Dogtown. They won't get it, Tim. It's fine. Then you can wait until they're 25 and be like, oh, yeah, it's the ending of Dogtown. They'll be like, oh, I remember when you got me that book. I was so happy the dog went home at the end. And you could be like, (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I'll be at the bookstore. Like, this is what's going to happen, right? And I'll be like, oh, I need to get a book for a kid. And I'll be like, "Mm, Animorphs Graphic Novel, that's a good choice. I'll grab that. Uh, Time Shifters, I'll grab that. Like, Otter, grab that. And then I'll see Dogtown. And all of a sudden, you know, like that, like, sort of like overlay of like <laughs> Vietnam choppers and machine gun and fire and stuff's just gonna friend. be. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's gonna happen to oh, me. No. And like the ending of it is like the bomb dropping noise, but that's going into that like really high pitched TV cutting out noise. And that's how yes. you know the, oh, yep. the episode no. has happened. <laughs> Are you going to put that noise at the end of this episode? I could. <laughs> yeah. That way everybody will know that the episode has happened. <laughs> this book was a journey and then this episode was a journey. Yeah. yeah. I'm so upset. I kind of halfway through wanted to walk out and go adopt like five dogs. Uh, same. Aww. Hard same. Hard same. And Catherine has what you can do to help at the end with all these like helpful, wonderful tips. And it's yeah. like... It's lovely. And then I'm like, but what if I just took them all? Yeah. Yeah. They can live in my house. They can all live in my Which house. Which I, uh, like, it's it's already obvious that I can't say no. It's the reason I'm in the situation I'm in with a small army, a gang of dogs here. It took you not even 10 full seconds to crumble under Kaylee. Oh, man. That dog. And the same thing. We met Merlin the other night. Oh, such a oh, picture of Marlin. Yes, yeah. you did. Yeah, and we were like, uh, Meredith's like, I need to keep my eye on you too and make sure that dog doesn't end up like under your shirt on the way out. And I was like, yeah, you too. <laughs> I even made a joke to Jenna one point. I was like, it's just me and Jenna standing near the door with the dog. I was like, just open the door and slam it and see if I come running. <laughs> I just want to go adopt some old dogs now. Some big old mm-hmm. dogs. Oh, big old Geraldine. Big old Geraldine. We can bring Kaylee down here and you can get some new ones. <laughs> it's like we have to be on a T minus schedule until we all live together in a giant house with like 80 dogs. Like, honestly, yeah. we're fighting it right now. We're resisting. But like, we all know what the end game is. <laughs> yeah. The big elevator that takes us down to the playground underneath. <laughs> Become the villain that you want to yeah. see. <laughs> Is this the part? Is this the part where you do an outro? This could be the part where I do an outro. Would you like it to be? I think it feels like the part where you do an outro. All right, I'll do it. Um, if you've read Dogtown and you want to talk about how Catherine just absolutely did the worst thing to you that she's ever done, which is really a hard, hard yeah, thing to a- say. <laughs> like it's a high bar to clear, Catherine. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, you can email me that at anonymous an- nope anonymous animus <laughs> anonymous animus. <laughs> I love that anonymous animus. Animus. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
don't oh my god no 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 come on let me get it out come on (laughs) (laughs) no i have to take our logo and just change it slightly (laughs) yes you should you should do that please meanwhile while casey's changing our logo and updating it it's anonymous at gmail.com or go on to Facebook and find us at Ann Anonymous <laughs> or Apple Grant Book Club or Twitter and Instagram at Ann Morsonon or Apple Grant Cast. Twitter, uh, Instagram's Ann Anonymous. I always screw that one up. Anonymous Animus. Anonymous Animus. That sounds Latin. That's our scientific name. It, it, oh my god, it is. Uh, come to our Discord and post pictures of your dogs in the Discord so that we can get over the trauma of this book that we've just read. And we also accept pictures of cats and birds and and bearded dragons and horses and all sorts of other critters and bugs. We love bugs. Uh, and and hit us up on any of our socials and come to our Discord and and give me your pet pictures now, please. And thank you. Goodbye. I am going to post a picture of my pet. Please. Right now. I wish you would. Please. Uh, while you're waiting for Tim to post a picture of his pet, can I just do a quick read of a, of a comic? A webcomic? A webcomic? Oh my god. I know a webcomic that has <laughs> a dog in it. And guess what? What? It's a golden retriever. <gasps> it's called Beside You. It's a comic that I make and draw. You can read it for free at bsideyoucomic.com or aloofroop.com. And you can read it on top of some webtoons, and that's you can read all of that for free. Um, but if you want to know what happens next, which like I think you might, because like it's popping off right now, um, you can go to my Patreon and and get early access pages. So that's patreoncom studios. Just read the comic. There's a dog in it. There is. And if you want uh, Dan and I to go ahead and read you the chapter titles and explain to you how this changes the meaning of everything Casey has ever written and drawn, then uh, you can check out uh, the Slater cast for only uh, $864.92 a month, which is uh, patreon.com slash Studios. That's right. I'm presenting it like it's real now. <laughs> Matt's currently yelling at me from down the stairs that there's not enough dog in beside you <laughs> all right bring him down so, here let's tell him the so end of dog town see if that'll... yeah i do not want to be here for matt to learn the end of dog town we'd have to make him read the whole book first to really give him the full experience i did just post a picture of keanu oh the animorphs anonymous discord hang on keanu. stop the podcast i have to go stop look. the podcast look at you oh did you dox yourself tim I think I did. You did. <gasps> no, Tim, no! Tim, you super doxed yourself. <laughs> Hold on, I'm hiding this. Aw, jeez. Aw, beans. Oh, shit, I think this is the part where we make Tim tell us about what he does, but he's too busy being undoxed. So, do we talk about Tim behind Yeah, let's talk back? about Tim like he's not here. Okay. Tim's on other podcasts like Horse what? Girl. Oh! <laughs> oh. Sorry, I was loud. <laughs> Horse Girls. I'm not on that podcast, but Alex is. Alex, tell me about Horse Girls. It's a delightful podcast. It's where we take Tim and we teach him all about horses in the hopes of turning him into a horse girl. And it's going pretty well so far. I'd say the experiment thus far is looking like a success. Do with that what you will. Also, there are delightful horse puns for every episode as he tries to figure out a title for the podcast. 
Yeah, yeah. Horse Girls is just the working title that we call it, but it's actually, I mean, I still think that it should be called uh, Sleigh Bells Ring. Can you hear me? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay, Tim, tell me about your other podcast while I gaze um, at your beautiful boy. I am on Horse Girls, which is really Alex's podcast. It's not true. Uh, and then I'm on Late Starters, which is really Casey's podcast. That's true. Uh, and, then, <laughs> uh, and then I'm on Surprise Attack Book Club, which is really Jim and Swan's podcast. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, yeah, I just hang out. And uh, they give me airtime for my nonsense. <laughs> Our new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and go listen to The Way We Hunt Now. You can hear Tim's beautiful Appalachian voice on it. Not Appalachian. Everyone's I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I have, but so it's half the planet, apparently. It's true. Those mountains came from <laughs> Ireland, damn it. <laughs> hey, also, go listen to Dungeons and Dragon Beams. Alex is on that one, and Jenna, and Nate, and Austin. That's great. I hear they're doing some really fun stuff with the Hork Bashir Chronicles coming up soon. If yeah. I'm allowed to talk about that, I just talked about it. Yeah, but they also just got done doing some really fun Advent stuff. Yeah, that everybody should be listening to. And you know what? Their Patreon stuff is fantastic. Jenna ran a game called Thoughts for Atu that was so much fun to play, and and everybody should be listening to it. And Alex ran a game called Tits of Crows, and it was so much fun to play. And actually, everybody should go support the Dungeons and Dragons Beams Patreon, just so I get to keep doing goofy stuff that they keep asking me to do, <laughs> and I love it. Agreed. We've got some real nonsense coming up. A lot of airtime. <laughs>